Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jansen. It's the Daily Talk Show episode 222. What is happening, hump day? Yeah, Wednesday. Get around it, guys. Yeah. Let's talk about the weather yesterday in <laughs> Melbourne. It's fact. Yeah. It's pouring rain. Man, I tell you what, you could easily just go, oh, this is annoying for my life. Driving home would be complicated. And then I'm driving down Punt Road. And on. And what I appreciate about um, Victoria is they're creating a lot, of the, a lot of these digital signs that will give you updates about what's coming up. So yeah. we're like um, on Nepean Highway now, it's like 10 minutes to Southland or 15 minutes to, you know, Moorabbin or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Or get off your phone. Are they using them for that as well? No, nah, these, these are just like specific signs for how long it's going to take you to travel to a certain destination based on traffic. And yeah. so there was one on Punt Road turned on yesterday and it said um, Punt Road closed at Turak Road. And if you're from Melbourne or you've ever been to Melbourne and been in traffic on Punt Road, it's horrible. So it's w- bad just when it's okay on the roads, mm. like there's no crash. And then I saw that I called my wife and I said, can you please Google for me? I was doing the responsible thing. Can you Google Punt Road closure, Turak Road. And she said, literally as I'm on the phone, yeah, she said, oh, a woman's been hit by, a, a cyclist has been hit by a truck. Yeah. And do you know uh, anything more? Like uh, when it's so close, you do straight away think about like all the friends you know that are cyclists. Oh, 100%. And, and um, my mum even called me. She's like, I just wanted to check you're all right. She doesn't do that much, but she'd heard that there was a huge crash in the city based around this weather. Yeah. So my point was... I had a uh, I had a moment where I'm like, traffic is not a fucking issue. Yeah, I can get my son and my wife there healthy. Someone's died. How do you try and turn that on all the time? I know it's because we went to a um, we were filming at a facility last week, which was like designed for people who have disabilities or mm. on the spectrum, autism, Down syndrome. Yeah. you know, um, childbirth, like um, sort defects of and defects like at childbirth. Some serious, like I tell you right now, that that was such an interesting experience for me as someone who has had a child. Yeah. I'm a great dad. I've had one baby and just I, I said to one of the carers there, firstly, the people that work at these places, fuck me. Yeah. Like such good humans. Yeah. And I said to this, I said to the one, like all kind of like hardened and I had a realisation being at a place like this where – I've seen people who have had children that are quite difficult or have had mental um, challenges like autism and the the parents have seemed quite like um, not what they've come across as is rude or like they don't put up with the stuff from the kid or they're just a bit angry and I and I had a realization being at these places where I, I gained a lot of em- empathy for the parents that are looking after these kids. And I said this to the carer and she said, yeah, it's so interesting as a carer, some of the other carers see how I'm treating the person that I'm assigned to and sometimes they from the outside can say, oh, you're being a bit mean. They're not being mean and this woman was definitely no mean bone in her body but they have to be firm. They have to be direct. Because, direct yeah. and so what that from the outside when you have – don't have a child like this, it can seem like that. So that was one of my learnings from going to a place yeah. like that. And, man, as a dad, it's like far out. It's such a hard time that these parents go through. Well, you just I think that you straight away realise 
how good you have it, but not only how good mm. you have it, how it is just a roll of the dice. Every yeah. every day is a roll of the d- dice. Yeah. It was weren't just people who had that at birth. There are situations where it's like someone mm. wakes up one day, has a mm. brain hemorrhage or whatever, and all of a sudden has to have support of you know a facility or whatever because they can't just hang out normally during the day. Yeah, yeah, it's full on. I mean, you never know when you t- when your time's up. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because it's you get up and you go through the normal process. But maybe it does take the reflection and sometimes going to that dark place of thinking about the reality for yourself yeah. to snap you back out. How Your question was how do you get there consistently? How do you do it? Do you have to go, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk who's the sort of chest pumping, uh, <laughs> thumping? Chest thumping, chest pumper. Uh, <laughs> he's exactly. a real chief pumper, isn't he? He, uh, yeah, he's got Vayner Media. Came mm. from uh, Wine Library. He's a. You would see, probably have seen him on social media if you don't know who Gary V is. Yeah. But he's always talking about the hustle and mm. shit, <coughs> shit like that. But he talks about what he thinks about when he's feeling sort of down about shit and not feeling good about work. He's like, "What would happen if all my family died tomorrow?" Yeah. Which Nothing is, would matter. Yeah. Outs- like your business doesn't matter. Which is a full-on uh, thought to have to sort of enter into. I don't know. I mean, so I'm trying to look at a positive in not living w- with that thinking every minute of every day. Yeah. I'm trying to look at the positive in getting back in to survive in this sort of world that we're in and this fast-paced and sort of, you know, everyone's trying to, climb or trying to progress in some place and we're all we all enjoy a struggle in some respects um it's what life is in in some ways not not looking that as a negative though i just think it's like it gives it sometimes purpose when you're trying to achieve more but if you were to i don't know if i'd do shit if i was constantly thinking like that i fucking i can't be bothered yeah writing back to that client or dealing with that hard situation because my family you know so I don't mind coming in and out of it, but there's always, I don't think there's a negative in trying to bring more of it into life. And I think even on the larger scale, when watching the news and seeing all these sort of doomsday things, especially Mm. when all the North Korea shit was really going down, like maybe a year and a half ago, Mm. I was really thinking about like, man, it's all going to be like, something's going to happen one day (laughs) and it's all going to be over. Yeah. And when you go down that thought, it, um, it can be very productive, but it also can be um, a bit fucked up as well. You said to me today, and I was surprised by your thinking, you said, what does this all mean if we're in a, in a um, simulation? simulation? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. you got me excited. I'm yeah. like, yes. It's conspiracy finally. Jimmy talk. You're trying to take over conspiracy Jimmy's uh, thinking. But what you basically were talking about was The Matrix and we have to watch The Matrix. Yeah, because you criticise me because I haven't seen the film. Yeah, well, I think um, it's an old school film. It's one of the greats and it's like it, it is a uh, – I don't know if it was progressive for its times, 20-something years ago, but the, the, the thinking behind the movie – is this simulation, this simulated world where on the other side is essentially humans, you know, that haven't connected in or if you get out, you are basically one of the people that was inside this simulation. And so there's, I just like that you're even thinking about that. Because yeah. like when shit goes wrong in this world and if it was a simulation, what does it mean? 
And yeah, well, I was even talking about it like people who have hardship. It's mm. like what is the what, – how does this happen within the simulation? Is it code gone yeah. bad? All we could think of was someone outsourced the code <laughs> exactly. somewhere on the other side in the real world to some, you know, uh, person that, that has no idea about code. And that they fucked it. Uh, you, they we, code we, your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> my, my toe, I've got a toe thumb, everyone. There's definitely slight different code to your thumb and my thumb. Yeah, so. That's genetics. Yeah. And so you got a – we got a Reddit comment which I thought was good. Yeah, so – uh, I think this is from Santiago, who um, has some stickers on the way to him right now. Yeah. So shout out to Santiago. He said, uh, so yesterday's episode 221, it was called It's All About Status. And we delve deep into it. Have a listen. I can I say I appreciate that you um, actively put it up on Reddit. Reddit's back. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a post like a day or so before that. And other people have been commenting on there. But so there's things happening, but not necessarily us. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're reading them and I'm yeah. getting back to some. Yeah, that's but good. Um, Santiago, thank you for reaching out uh, in response to yesterday's episode. He said, just talk to a friend who is back home about the status thing and how people see her is affecting her ability to make new friends. We graduated from one of the top private universities in Argentina. And then she landed a job at Google there. She's now feeling that she can't truly connect to people because there's a misconception that she's some kind of genius or she's rich and she wouldn't want to hang out with them. So weird how perceptions work. So right now she's holding back on talking about her background or work to be more approachable at first. At work, sorry. Um, It's crazy. So she's fully just like changing her story or leaving bits out. I reckon it'd be really hard, say being super rich and trying to date. Mm. Wouldn't that be impossible? Because you'd be thinking about everyone is, is is this person into me because of uh, me or because I've got a bunch of cash? Definitely. And I mean... I'm guilty of seeing a young, attractive woman with an go. old dude okay, who's got a sure. bunch of cash. What do you think for that? Like, I, I there's one relationship that I know of, and I met her a, a, quite a while ago. She's like, this super, is juicy. Go on, supermodel, and she's going out. With, she's going out with this old dude, and I've actually partied with the old dude in LA, and he's got a heap of cash, and he was looking after this us that a night. Great I'll story. tell you that much. And one of the stories he did tell me was he was pissed and he's like, ah, oh, mate, I, um, I had a car and uh, here in LA and I got into it and I was fucking I, – I, I was so pissed and I put it into drive or what I thought was drive and I put it into reverse and just fucking slammed into the car behind me and then the cops pulled over and I don't breatho you over there like in Australia – do they do the line, they, that line? Yeah, they thing? do some sort of test. What's that called? Um, the sobriety test yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, they let him off. But that was his story he told me. And I think it had something to do with him mentioning <laughs> something about who he was. But so what you're saying though is you think this chick is with him for money. It was my initial thought based on I guess it's uh, looking at ha- how she looks and how old she is, like, 20 fucking three or something and he was like late uh, like mid 50s but in fairness i've watched and he's a really charismatic dude really sort of he was he's a bit sexy uh i definitely say 
He could be a bit sexy. He's definitely not a good-looking bloke. Okay. He has not got that going for but him. But maybe, like, it could money rub off on you and be, oh, like, this bloke isn't sexy. But, oh, yeah. if he's – do we allow – and I guess this is probably part of the um, – Maybe it's a bit sexist, like old dudes. Like if they've got a bit of a gut and they've mm. like, but if they're got you a know bit this of coin, guy you're describing him really. No, but no, isn't but it, that's he, a, a okay, common. Okay, so he's charismatic. He's engaging when you talk to him. Just doesn't have the other stuff going for him, and not even the most charismatic dude. I, what I will say though is I've uh, I was friends with her on Facebook and him on Facebook, and I saw them together, and they've been together for ages. And they seem really happy. That's and good. so on that side, and they've just had a kid. And so it's like, fuck, I am one to judge. And I think it's probably quite natural to look from the outside and think that. But what I am curious about is like what level they're even thinking about it. So that yeah. girl, like, is she is she thinking, I like this life. This is the life that I want and I enjoy his company and, yeah. I'm in, um, and I love him versus I guess maybe – is the default thinking that this chick is eventually going to divorce this guy and take him for all his money? It would be a big neg <laughs> if you were to commit to that. And that's where I, I, I give her the benefit of the, no, the benefit of the doubt. I actually sort of Fucking look at Tommy, my own judge thinking. Tommy? No, but I look at my, no, yeah, that's why I stopped. I look at my own thinking and think, fuck, maybe I am to- totally wrong. Maybe yeah. I've got it totally wrong yeah. based on movies I've watched and seeing this play out and gold diggers this and gold diggers that. Maybe she she uh, initially maybe initially it was the lifestyle the money yeah. her getting watches and shit and that's cars. what's good about but Bree then and Amy we know that they're not definitely not after our cash <laughs> right? there's better yeah. options there's yeah, definitely there's uh, finance industries or, or something <laughs> like that rather than the the artist I, I would struggle being with someone that there was another agenda mm. like I had some sort but of but do you think that they actively agenda? know like. <laughs> The idea of a hidden – the way you positioned it, it's as if you – like I would struggle to be with someone with a hidden agenda. I think everyone would struggle with someone who, if they had a mm. hidden agenda. But yeah, I wonder if it is – Yeah, I mean that's the fucking point of the hidden bit. Yeah. If it's a hidden agenda, you don't know there's an agenda. So it's a bit hard to say you yeah. – I mean I would hate – like I think anyone would. Maybe you show in it, you're just like, nah, I, I, I didn't see it coming. Because there's a lot of dudes that have <laughs> done this and then, you know, if you were to look from the outside, they've – had all their money taken from them, serves them right. They probably just delved into it. But they probably didn't think about it. You get wrapped up in the situation. I think some dudes probably like it too, isn't there? A whole industry of chicks on Instagram just taking cash from dudes. Mm. Just like just because they're like, hey, if you want to be my sugar daddy, Mm. like there's a sugar daddy website, isn't that? That is a thing. Who's that old dude? Um uh, who he, Jeffrey Edelstein? Yeah, is he alive still? Yeah, yeah, he's alive. He's alive because he's like this eccentric. Um, this is all allegedly because I don't know anything about him. It's not alleged that he's eccentric. He's, yeah, eccentric. he's eccentric, but he's like, was he a surgeon or a dentist or some form um, of oh, I a think doctor? He, hang on, I'm pretty sure he was behind bulk billing. Really? Hang on, Jeffrey. We don't uh, have Mister Ninety Seven here. Jeffrey Edelstein. Bulk. How can you be so bulk billing for people outside of Australia? Can you describe what bulk billing is? Um, uh, here we go. Hang on. Uh, so bulk billing. So for instance, uh, I don't have a heap of money in my bank account, and yeah. it costs a lot to go to a private doctor mm-hmm. to just say this is my child. Is he sick? No, he's not sick. 
120 bucks, please. So the it's a Medi Medibank or uh, sorry Medicare. Medicare. So um, Medicare is like a government run agency within Australia. Yeah, which you can use. Um, every bulk, Australian has it, don't they? Every Australian can get you. Need to be Australian citizen, yeah. I think, to get it. But um, Jesus, this photo of Jeffrey back it's, in. It's public. So it's like public health. It's almost public health. Is it? Uh, we don't know anything. Uh, you basically you get free. Um, doctor's appointments and checkups yeah. Why through the bulk have... billing. So someone pays for it, it's just not you. Yeah. And so it's part of your Medicare. Do you reckon I could have – so about seven years or six years ago, I had an ingrown toenail and got a guy to cut it out for me and it cost yeah. me 600 bucks. I don't think you'd get that bulk billing. You could get that – you could be on a list for public – Hospital, like really think about someone who cannot afford 600 bucks, yeah, he and they're about too. to die. He, like, he didn't cut, he didn't. Apparently, the podiatrist is a bit of everyone loves a bit of health chat. Yeah. The podiatrist said that they're meant to put some sort of liquid on it that sort of uh stops the little thing from growing back, like the um, ingrown. Yeah. And so what I have now, this is really gross, so uh, turn it off if you're not into it, guys. But every three months I have this on the side of my toenail, I have this little fin that sort of just grows and I can get tweezers and Brie gets so fucking mad if I ever use her tweezers. That's enough. I pull it out and it's like a little fin. It feels like a real soft material. Mm -hmm. Anyone can relate? Hi at (laughs) thedailytalkshow.com. Post your fins in it. Hot, yeah. um, Post PO your box. fin. Fuck. <laughs> but no, stop it. Jeffrey Edelston, I'll if tell someone, you a little bit someone, about him. No, just quickly. If someone posts a photo of their ingrown toenail, no, if they don't post You're it, they, a rat. if they send it to hidethedailytalkshow.com and they put a piece of paper on it with <laughs> I love the daily talk show, I'll give them $50. Well, you... You, you didn't lose your 50 bucks from CY, yeah. who you thought was just... Not listening to the show. But, but looking was for free re- stickers. Yeah, and they... Got free stickers. They got free stickers, but they d- they they never told me that they listened to the show. Okay, let's get back to it. Jeffrey Edelston. 50 bucks. He was born May 2nd, 1943, is an Australian medical entrepreneur who founded Allied Medical Group. Okay, so he didn't found a bulk, um, bulk billing, but I will say this. Following the <laughs> establishment of Medicare by the Hawke government in 1984, Edelston began to run innovative and multidisciplinary disciplinary, disciplinary a lot of reading lately that 24-hour medical centres, which were forerunners of modern corporate medical practices, decorated but with chandeliers, white grand pianos and mink-covered examination tables, the clinics attracted considerable media attention. Edelston's clinics were the first in Australia to bulk bill patients to Medicare so that they incurred no direct cost. Within four months of opening, the first clinic was dealing with 2,000 patients every week. Edelston eventually owned 13 medical centres in which approximately 20,000 patients and consultants um, saw 200 doctors every week. Dude, dude, he had a pink... He had a fucking pink helicopter at one stage. He's a sugar daddy. He owned the Sydney Swans. So Bryn Edelston was his wife. They yeah. got divorced. Bryn Edelston was at my wedding. Did you know that? What the fuck are you talking about? So Bryn Edelston, well, Bryn Gordon is her surname, was married to this guy who we're talking about, Jeffrey Edelston. Yeah. My best mate, Reese, yeah. who you know. Yeah, Reese. So Reese's yeah. godfather, yeah. Rob Menzies. Yeah. 
good mate of mine. Yeah. He's also a good friend of Bryn's. And so I said, uh, obviously, giving Rob a plus one to my wedding and um, he brought Bryn. I've, I've hung out with Bryn. I've gone out with Bryn, with Rob. We've had dinner. It is a like I've actually worked with Bryn before. Have you? Yeah, I filmed uh, Fox FM's really good wedding where they would determine they picked someone who wanted to get married, yeah. and they had to spin a wheel. And this is a, a radio stunt. They had to spin a wheel, and wherever it landed on, they would decide on certain parts of the wedding. So, for instance, they would say, "Where is the location going to be of the wedding?" Yeah. And it was the options of, um, you know, all, like it could be on an island or it could be, you know, nice places. And one of them on this wheel was at a, um, like an animal, like an animal shelter. Oh, yeah. So and, what, someone's going to have a wedding. At a- <laughs> and they ended up having it. The, the wheel landed on that and they, the people had a fish and chip, uh, like a potato cake wedding cake. It was the... Biggest joke. And I filmed it. I felt so sad. But I think that there was a um, – I'm trying to remember what Bryn's role was. She was spinning the wheel. No, she wasn't spinning the wheel. Someone – you know what? I think that um, uh, curly-haired f- footy manager that went – Ricky Nixon. Rick, I have a feeling Ricky – Tricky Dicky Ricky. I feel like Ricky Nixon – uh, w- was selected by the wheel to walk the <laughs> ride down the aisle. This, I have a feeling. I love radio in some areas. So, Hated but, in others, but that. But Bryn Edelson was, was there uh, for for some reason. Yeah. And um, but there was I. I thought she was very likable. Oh, and she's nice. super sweet. She's super sweet. And uh, I used to go to Dancing with the Stars and do Vox Pops for the Rush Hour. For the Triple M. For the Triple M Rush Hour. And that's where I – because my friend Rob was the um, producer of uh, that whole show, that show. Um, And so he'd get me in and I'd lurk around the after parties and mingle, eat the food, drink the free piss, talk to the celebs. And she was on the show that year that I was right right in the midst of it. But – she was married to this guy. The whole time I've known her, she wasn't married. But the time that I was at, um, uh, what do you call it, Channel 7, there to watch the live recording of Dancing with the Stars, I was sitting with um, Jeffrey and his mum. And so his mum's alive. That was at the time. Yeah. His mum made a lot t- of money through um, lingerie business, like old school, wealthy family. It's always one of those. He's a bit like the Trump in that. No one knows a bit if he actually Trump. has any money left, but he flaunts uh, it. Yeah, sure. One of the other similarities between Trump and Jeffrey This Edelson, is all allegedly. I just get nervous. What's legend? Well, the reason saying, I'm saying it is because – What, his mum made money no, there through was lingerie? The community – there was a community uh, radio station that got sued by – I mentioned this previously. By who? By the um, mayor of Geelong, the paparazzi dude. I don't think I've said anything that bad. I know, but I just thought wouldn't it be – it'd be – Pretty outrageous if, if we just said, oh, you know, like Jeffrey's actually got is a bit like Trump's got no money, a bit like Trump. People, yeah, people, look at him yeah, exactly, and say, people say, does that. he actually have money? Mm-hmm. He's driving around in Bentleys yeah. and shit, and he has a big house. Yeah. Does he have any cash? We don't know. But uh, the other alleged, I hate even having to well, say the this reason, shit. The, the thing is that I actually would never say like the idea that someone sues us is fucking hilarious. 
but <laughs> it was a community station. That's why I get like we are playing in this realm, this, this okay. sort of – Alleged similarity to Trump. Trump has um, – Trump was, uh, no, got actually, married I, I years and years ago. To, as you said, alleged, I don't think you have to say. Trump got married years and years ago. Yeah. Uh, I could say allegedly because I'm not reading the information in front of me that I can pass blame on to, yeah. paid people to come to his wedding. So he paid um, – I think he Hillary, may have paid Clintons? Hillary Clinton. Yeah. There's a photo of them at the wedding. Crazy. Then you're up against her. This was before he even was um, dabbling in the you know political circles. Uh, Bryn and Jeffrey got married. Jules Lund got an invite. Heaps of Melbourne identities. I thought you were talking about Trump a, still. Got an invite. But it's alleged – um, that he's he paid his family to attend. This it was is, at it was at Crown. There's this a is, sense of sadness if that isn't it, there. It is totally sad. Um, so this is what does it say here? It says Jeff paid us sitcom stars. Jason, oh, he paid US. I said us. What a fucking idiot. He paid US sitcom star Jason Alexander and Fran Drescher to act as MCs of the wedding. But Brynn alleges they're not the only faces paid to be there. So this is Brynn coming out airing dirty laundry. Um, it wasn't just Fran and Jason. Is this who the were paid. Daily Mail or something? Yeah, this is, is. Is it One literally the, the Daily this Mail? Is, this is the, the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. Make up so much shit. Some of Je- uh, this is from Brynn. Some of Jeff Jeff's relatives were paid to be at the wedding. Full on, and it, yeah, it's all a show. And I, I mean, to be honest, I saw Brynn and I, when they got together. I was like. You fucking serious? Yeah. This young girl's going out with this dude. Surely that's about money. We. Um, I don't think she got any money though. Really? So probably prenup or something. The uh, this is the closest we're getting to celebrity gossip. <laughs> I, I reckon. Uh, How's it feeling? Look, it's um, it's stretching my knowledge of all of this stuff, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, update on Friday. Yeah, we we're, we're doing Fat Friday. Is it Fat Fridays? Fat Fridays plural. Yes. Yeah, it's a benchmark. It's every yeah, Fat Fridays is what we're saying. Yeah, I just got hesitant because I I I heard you sort of stopping oh Fridays Friday Friday and I was like oh no which one is it? But it's Fat Fridays. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, so Fat Fridays is a thing that we now do, which is on Friday we will try and incorporate food in some regard. Uh, it has uh, to be fattening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mentioned it to uh, on air. I didn't even uh, message Russ Keys, who listens to the show, but I thought this sounds like something Russ would get behind. Yeah, and he's been on the DMs. He's organised uh, a table for us at Easy's, the um, burger joint across the road. We have uh, a comp- uh, what is it called? A competitive. Well, I'll tell you his Instagram handle. I'll first say. He's got 160,000 followers. That's crazy. He's doing better than the, the Daily Talk Show. His handle is Hulk Smash Food and uh, his bio reads, number one ranked Australian professional competitive eater. Fuck yeah. Yes. That's a title. <laughs> and so Russ has hooked us up uh, with Hulk and uh, he's going to be uh, with us on Friday and uh, maybe we can get him to do some form of uh, demo of his competitive... Eating. You, I mean, you haven't haven't ever had to be paid to eat, but um, or in a competition to eat, you've just eaten. What's your skill level? Like, are you a f- you just love food, but are you a fast eater? Uh, like, I could do. Uh, you and I have spoken about this. One of my favourite things <laughs> is the feeling of being so full you feel sick. Yeah, 
That's it's a bit probably bulimic. I don't want to vomit, but that <laughs> oh, too many nachos yeah. is the feeling I crave. Do you think it's the speed at which you eat? Because I've seen, I think you eat quite quickly just on in general, especially yeah. if you're hungry. I think we all do, but I've noticed you do it. I do it a lot, and like two two bites and it's fucking gone. I'm yeah. just like whoa. Well, did you see the chicken? We were uh, on a shoot with uh, Nando's today and um, we were, I'm trying to be a bit leaner with what I'm eating, preparing for Fat Fridays. And so you said, you said to me before we went there, you said now, I said, oh, there's probably going to be some catering. Yeah. And you said, yeah, just don't have the chippies. Yeah. And unfortunately at the beginning, chippies. I say because I don't want to have them either. Yeah. But we both ate the chippies. Because <laughs> we ate the fucking chippies. Because the chippies were the first thing they brought out. But then uh, the lovely cat who uh, works at, she's the PR, um, what is she, what does cat do? Uh, she's head honcho of the, uh, head, uh, head honcho of the um, social media department. Ah, that's right. And so... Um, Kat said, oh, do you guys want anything? Do you want burgers or whatever? Like, mm. what do you what do you want? And um, we landed on – I let you say – I was like, ah, oh, and you're like, oh, we could just get some chicken just on yeah. its own. Well, I did think we're, we're – you know, we're paid to be there for our services of production. Plus, we don't need the carbs. And you don't need to be holding a burger at a shoot. Yeah. I think it's just like little tenders. It's, it's not Boom. a – so but, you, you slurped them down? Yeah, but oh, you would have seen me eating them. I actually didn't see you uh, put it in your mouth. Because I was so fucking quick. Because <laughs> no, I, I was shelving them. <laughs> no, I am um, shelving, by the way. I never knew what shelving was yeah. until... So shelving is... Just p- let them look it up. Shelving is putting stuff up your ass. Mate, um, you knew that. Go back to episode exactly. 14. You knew at 10. No, the reason that I actually knew because um, Jules Lund, the... Uh, um, he had a radio show, Fifi and Jules, yeah. and he got in trouble uh, on uh, from the producers for making a shelving joke on air. And I didn't understand it. And then I now when people say, oh, we'll just shelve that idea for later, yeah. I have a bit of a giggle. But my, my point is is the um, the chicken, I didn't want to get sticky fingers from, from the peri-peri sauce. Yeah. So I was eating it. But like I was, I was using the pick and I would pick it up, like I'd stab the chicken and then I would grab it with my teeth and then and just eat the whole thing. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we wrap up. Yeah. Uh, we were talking with Craig Harper today. We're on Craig Harper's podcast. Tomorrow, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure when he's putting it out, but... Every Thursday I think he puts them out. Is that right? Yeah. Fuck, we better get it over to yeah. him. So we're on his podcast and before we were talking to him about just opening that door, you know, it's like... For you, for for him, he's talked about the cheesecake, and I've almost tried to bully him into eating cheesecake. Yeah, wasn't but even on the show. This was um, pre-show. This, this was is a, pre-show. This is a D and M early morning. Just arrived at the cafe. Is there a like? And so his thing is, he, he loves cheesecake so much. He's be he's an ex fat guy, and if he just goes there, it just opens it up. Domino. Is that for you too? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. so for instance, Friday we're eating. At Easy's, we'll probably be eating by 12.30. What happens after that? You've nah, eaten a shitty meal. I think that I, I'm good in that regard. If I'm really um, deliberate with it and I say fright, like I got into cheat days for a while from the four-hour body yeah. where I'd go so hard. Oh, you went hard on the day. Like on, the da- on a cheat day? But the okay. thing was that it was sort of like I would wake up early and go to bed at midnight. I'd be up at six and I'd have M&M's. <laughs> Maximise the, the waking yeah, hours. Like it consume. literally, 
I maximum w- amount of calories. Yeah, it was pretty disca- – I'm like if I'm going to – I remember specifically waking up to one of those buckets of M&M, like went out into the lounge and just started eating them. Okay. The, uh, it, it, so that's, that's – um, An eating disorder? I know. Yeah, Probably. I mean that's dangerous. I think you can do cheating cheat days. I, cheat meals, I think. I think that this on Friday having like a – Tater tots or whatever they call, you know, yeah. tots with mac and cheese yeah. and a burger, and maybe that's my one meal of the day. Mm. And the other thing too, I don't know, I don't know if this is a thing, but I drink heaps of water. And whenever I drink water, I feel like it's sort of for every thousand calories. If I have like four liters of water, it all like I'm just gonna fucking it's gonna push it out of the system. <laughs> and so you, if you open the door, you think you can control it, but you can't have it as a I. It it can be. I can have a shit meal. I just can't have a shit. I, can't I, know, I just need to be intentional about it. I need to say I am intentionally have. I am not someone who orders this all the time, but right now I'm having it. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I I snowball. Yeah, and I feel sick and I start farting. And so a you, lot. we need to. You need to uh, get your story ready and maybe even video if you have it. On Friday, you've said you've done some form of compete, competitive eating. Yeah, yeah, I've keep, keep it, uh, keep it for old mate All right. Hulk. Uh, it's a daily talk show. <laughs> Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email or thedailytalkshow.reddit.com. TJ is posting up every single episode now, I think. So um, we'll uh, chat to you tomorrow, guys. Catches.